Welcome to The Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. to the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can watch the show on Twitch tonight at ESPN 1000 Chicago and the phone number is 312-332-3776. All calls welcome here on the baseball show. Uh, both teams in town in action in about 10 minutes. Abdallah, the Cubs and the Reds first pitch at 610. The Royals and the White Sox also a 610 start. On the south side, that game was moved up because of weather. So that game was supposed to start at 7-10. They will now have their first pitch at 6-10. White Sox and Cubs looking to get at it in about 10 minutes. Big series for both teams, really. Big series, big start tonight for Kyle Hendricks. Uh, the Reds, while they're five games out of first, they're only two games out of that second spot in the division. I think they're only a game and a half out of a, the playoff spot. They've decided that... You know, they're not going to be sellers at this the deadline of the 60-game season. They're going to be buyers, and they're going to try to go for it. So you need to uh, remind them that they're the Reds, and uh, they, they should not be going for it. But Kyle Hendricks shaky in his last two outings. Big start for him against a, a team that's not playing that well. They've been playing better as of late. But, you know, Tyler Ma- uh, Maley, you know, a 4.41 ERA. Uh, he's given up two home runs, only two home runs so far this season. So... I feel like this is a game where, you know, the Cubs can get back on track. We'll talk a little bit later on about which Cubs team this is this Cubs team. Are they a team that started well? Are they a team that's, you know, a 500 team? And then on the other side of town, the White Sox, like you said, they move up. But this is a big series for the White Sox because you don't want to overlook the Royals as you look ahead to the Twins coming up on Monday. This is where you need to keep padding your your win total. This is where you need to keep stacking up those wins because next week on Monday when you face the Twins – that's when it's time for you to move into first place. That's when it's time for you to take care of business and say, look, we're here. We've been beating up on bad teams. We beat up on the Cubs. We're beating up on everybody, including you, Minnesota. It's time for you to get your beating now that we're here. Well, that's why when I look at this White Sox team and I see this weekend against the Royals, I get why you say that, why you suggest don't overlook Kansas City. To this point in the season, the White Sox have taken advantage of the bottom barrel teams in both the American League Central and the National League Central. I'm confident in this weekend that the Sox will at least give you two of three. They will win two of three this weekend, if not sweep the Royals. I'm not concerned about that. So I'm ignoring you suggesting, and I don't think that this is overconfidence or being cocky about the White Sox. It's just what they've shown us to this point in the season. So I am looking ahead at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I'm looking ahead at what's going to take place against the Minnesota Twins on the road. First place ball club, a team that can do damage trying to win a World Series. Can the Chicago White Sox, when we see them play on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week, compete with the Twins? We've seen over the last couple of uh, series against the Indians and the Twins that the Sox were, were not ready for the competition. We saw that at the start of the season. 
They've bounced back since then. They're one of the hottest teams in baseball between them, the Athletics, the Dodgers. Uh, even the Giants, as of late, have been playing good baseball. Uh, but with the Chicago White Sox, take care of business this weekend. You're right, Abdal. Yeah, don't overlook it. I'm confident that they'll take care of that business. Let's get ready for next week. The Twins on the road. Mm-hmm. Can the White Sox make a mark there? And uh, you mentioned the Cubs and, and the team that they've been. That's where we should start with our first pitch tonight. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. Right. There's your first pitch, and then some. On ESPN 1000. So our first pitch tonight here on the baseball show. Black and Abdallah with you. If you want to join the conversation, 312 312- Three three two three seven seven six. Kyle Hendricks on the mound, three and three with a three point five five ERA heading into this matchup. Abdallah mentioned it earlier. His last two starts not good. He's had back to back losses for the Chicago Cubs. Can Kyle Hendricks get things right? The other thing I want to look at with this Cubs team is who are they? Uh, to this point in the season, they played thirty baseball games. They started off the year red hot. They were thirteen and three, and sitting at that mark. They then lost their next game against the the, uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Since that game, 15 games ago, they've gone 6-9, and including over the course of the last seven days, the Cubs have gone 2-4. and Let that sink in. Over the last 15 games, the Cubs are 6-9, and and in the last week, they're 2-4. and So I ask you, Cub fans, you look at this team at the halfway mark of this season. They are in first place. They will make the playoffs. They are the best team in the National League Central. But really, what does that mean when you're a team that is once again showing you that the bats are slumping? Something we've seen for consecutive years now in a row Mm -hmm. since the 2016 World Series Club. What does this tell you? Because when they were 13-3, and that hot start to the season, they also had the number one pitching staff in baseball. Now it's good. It's still pitching well. But it's come back a little to the pack. And so that's where we kind of look at this Cubs team. This weekend is a big weekend because the Reds won two games yesterday against the Milwaukee Brewers. And they are a team that even though they're four games under 500 at 13 and 17, they can do some damage. They have a good starting rotation and they have some bats that are starting to come alive, including Nick Cassianos, who hit a home run yesterday in one of the games against the Brewers as well. So the Cubs, this is a big weekend because Cubs-Reds on the road, 6-10 first pitch tonight, Kyle Hendricks on the mound. Which team is this? Is this the hot start Cubs that went 13-3 or more like the 6-9 and team that we've seen over the last 15 games? Well, I'm looking at the run differential, Chris, right now, Major League Team run differential, right? On August 14th, so two weeks ago today, two weeks ago from today, the Cubs were fifth in run differential in the league at plus 20. Right now, if you look at them, they are 13th at plus three. So you can tell based on just based on the way. Obviously, they're not going to have if they're not winning games, they're going to have a negative win uh, run differential. That's just how it works. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, they just keep falling. In the year that they won the World Series, they were hands down the best team in run differential by a lot, by like 75 to 100 runs. Like it was something crazy like that. You know, like the Dodgers this year. Today are are the first are number one in run differential at plus eighty six. The next team tied for second. Two teams, the White Sox are tied with the A's at plus forty one. The Dodgers have forty five more runs than the rest of baseball. That's what the track that the Cubs were on when they won the World Series. When we saw the when we last saw that this offense was clicking, the past two years going into this year, 
The offense just hasn't been there. It's been very streaky. They came out of out of the uh, out of the gate, you know, blazing. They were hot. Everybody was pitching well. You know, you Darvish had that bad outing to start the season, but then ultimately he came back uh, down to earth and was back on track. And then ultimately, you know, this offense just hasn't been able to perform. This offense, they're not reliable. You know, they're not. They're walking, but they're not taking advantage of men on base. They're not taking advantage of situations where they have guys in scoring position. They're not taking advantage. They're not hitting a lot of home runs well, like they used on. to. come on. This is the same song and dance that we've seen for the last two seasons. I'm agreeing with you. Isn't yeah. this exactly what Cup fans have been seeing for the last couple of years? Mm-hmm. They are 24th in average. They do have a good on-base percentage. They're 7th in all of baseball. They're 6th in OPS. They're 17th in runs. 16th in home runs and the pitching staff which at one point was the best across the board in all of major league baseball with this hot start they've started to come back a little bit and we know relief pitching and the bullpen is not a strong suit for this cubs team let's go to elmhurst steve you're on espn 1000 what's up steve yeah good evening guys uh to answer your question i think that there's somewhere in between the team that went 13 and 3 and the one that had just recently gone six and nine, um, I think they're slightly above average. They're not going to be able to compete with a team like the Dodgers, in my opinion, this year. Um, that's that's just crazy. Um, but it's it's a good team. I, one thing I, I I'm kind of curious about they have. I, I saw a, an opportunity where the the Reds had just released uh, Pedro Strope after he came off the IL. Now, I know last year Pedro had a lot of struggles, uh, you know, had a lot of injuries. But if he's healthy, um, boy, he, I think he could be a guy who could help um, at least be better than some of these guys that they're trotting out there lately. And um, yeah, I just wonder what you think of that. It only cost him like $200,000 to uh, claim Strope and uh, keep him for the remainder of the season. Thanks for the call, Steve. We appreciate it. Yeah, with the uh, Cincinnati Reds this season, he only made four appearances for uh, two and one-thirds innings pitched on the season with an ERA of 3.86. You know, it's not a bad idea, right? Um, The problem is, because Strope hasn't had much success as of late, I'm not sure what you're really adding to what you have at this point. Like, he was unreliable with the Cubs. Yeah last year Mm -hmm. uh and that's where you know you find yourself still in this spot where the bullpen is not giving you what you need yet i don't know if going to an old lover is really going to fix things if anything if i want someone uh, on the cubs on the cubs roster who was here last year i I would hope that nick cassianos found his way to go back with the cubs wherever wherever they go next right i don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon i mean wouldn't you like that bat in your lineup once again that the cubs didn't remember we were told remember we were told remember we were told they had zero interest in in keeping him i know uh so yeah uh pedro strope nice idea but unfortunately i don't think the cubs are going to be able to fix this bullpen in mid-season here i think it's something you're gonna have to ride with i think they're gonna i think they're gonna make a move for someone uh you know not a major move, but I think, you know, Jesse's been talking about it. Theo mentioned it, that they do want to make a move for some bullpen help, someone that can get out lefties. So I imagine that they'll make a small move to add to the bullpen. Nothing huge. They're not going to trade away any major guy because they are in first place still. They're going to make the playoffs. You're not trading away Chris Bryant. You're not trading away anybody like that just in case you make a run at this. 
saw your hand on the on the mouse. Anthony Rizzo has just homered for the White Sox as they lead for the Cubs. For the for the Cubs in the top of the first, Anthony Rizzo with a home run. Yeah, there you go. The Cubs are up one nothing against the Reds. We'll keep our eyes on both the White Sox the and the Cubs is, games. They're both the going Cubs on up there. I've got the White Sox here, so I was looking at the White Sox as I'm reading about the Cubs. Like that's not a recipe for uh, success here. Like, like I was saying, we're keeping our eyes on both games, eye. the Royals and the White Sox on the south side, the Cubs in Cincinnati, the Cubs lead one nothing on the Reds. Rizzo goes deep for the Chicago Cubs. I'm going to ask you about run differential in the National League coming up next. This is the Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. This is the show about the show. Were you even in the show, man? This is the Baseball Show. Yeah, I was in the show. On Chicago's home for sports. Greatest days of my life. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. Baseball show with Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Bottom first in Cincinnati. Top of the first in Cincinnati. Two outs. Kyle Schwarber goes yard. It's now 2 nothing. Chicago Cubs in the top of the first inning. Cubs are back. Against the Cincinnati Reds. I think Waddle invested in the wrong dinger fest tonight. He did. He did definitely invest in the wrong dinger fest. Well, I mean, listen, it, it's early. The Sox and, haven't even batted yet. So. And and I think the Cubs were listening to our first segment. I yes. think they, yeah. they heard us yeah. question That's which Ross's team they motivational ta- yes. tactic. Yeah. He's yeah. got us potted up yeah. in, the, uh, in the dugout Why in can't Cincinnati. They? Why can't they? Right there. Put it on an iPad. Right there in the dugout. Black and Abdallah, the baseball you, show. You hear what they're saying about you guys? You, uh, saying? See, you hear Black say this? Uh, six and nine in their last 15 games? I mean, what, what are we going to do about it? Here comes Rizzo. Home run. Here comes Schorber. Home run. Uh, Will Chase tweets us. Mm. He says that because the question is, which team is this Cubs team really? Are they the team that get off to the hot start? You missed or, a, you missed a good pun. I mean, not a good pun, but you missed a, a I don't normally like to quote Eminem, but, you know, you could have gone. Will the real Cubs please st- stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Uh, Tyler's giving you a thumbs down on the other side of the glass. I'm giving glass, myself a thumbs and, down because Eminem in general should well, do a thumbs down. Well, I I didn't bring Eminem into this program, but you just did. I feel like because you're the way you said it, no, you're like, which no, team not. is this Cubs team? Are they this team? It's like, will the real Cubs please stand up? First simple. of all, it's succinct. It's simple. I don't think that's how hit. I sound. It was a hit. Uh, third, um, six and nine. Is how they played over the last 15 games. Not nice. Will Chase tweets the show at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Hi. They're this 6-9 and nine team who can't score. And if I had time, I'd call in and vent my frustration. Give me a shout-out, though. I'll listen to the pod later. <laughs> Wait. That doesn't help us right no, now. I mean, look, he gave, us, he gave us his the information. He gave us what he would have Appreciate said on the, the call. Tweet, but... He would have probably gone on a longer rant. Well, I mean... <laughs> We're not. Here's the tweet. I'm not listening, but here's the tweet. Hopefully I get a shout out. I want to ask you about this run differential in the National League. You mentioned where the Cubs rank in the recent time frame, right? 
If you look at run differential in the National League and you try and figure out who the best teams in the, in the NL are, clearly we know that the Dodgers in the last 10 games, who are 8-2, mm-hmm. sitting at 24-9, they're, they're the best team in the NL. Is there anyone that will disagree with the idea that the Dodgers are the best team in the NL? I don't think so. I think we know what they offer, right? Yeah. Uh, so you have the Dodgers. Then you look at the next best team in the National League. Who is that team? Do we know who the second best team in the NL is? Is it the Atlanta Braves? Is it the Chicago Cubs? The San Diego Padres? Who, who's that second best team in the NL? Because, like, we just spent 10 minutes talking about what was, what was your deal there with Eminem? Don't worry the, about it. Move with on. the real, I'm not mentioning. I don't up. want to mention him anymore. Okay. Well, you you're the one that did that. No, I didn't do that. Uh, we just spent ten minutes talking about what is this Cubs team? Who are they? The team that started off hot, or the team that's gone six and nine in the last fifteen? And I think what what is strange about the NL to this point in the season is that really it is the Dodgers. Yeah. And then a bunch of suspect teams, who a couple have nice records, but really. Do we have a second-best team, a third-best team, a fourth-best team? Like, is it San Diego? Are the Padres the second-best team, even though they're sitting there at 19 and 14? Well, to answer your question about which team is the real Cubs, I think that Elmhurst Steve was right. I think that they're a little bit of both, and a little bit of both is a 500-ball club. They're a 500-ball club. And right now, but they're not a five. They're six games over. They're, they're six games and over because they came out super hot at the beginning of the season. But the rest of the season, if you had to tell me what's more likely the next 30 games, what's more likely the next 30 games that they play 10 games above 500, that they end at 20 and 10? What's more likely 20 and 10, 15 and 15 or 10 and 20? What's more likely in the next 30? 15 and 15, probably. Because yeah, they're a 500 ball club. But they've played over that to this point. Okay. So they're, they're, they're going to be over 500. They're going to win the division. But, like, okay, so let me ask you this. If we look at run differential to be the, the tiebreaker in this conversation, the second best team, the Atlanta Braves, 18 and 12. That's the record. Run differential plus 27. So would, are, you, are you confident in saying that the Braves, I know Acuna's back in the lineup. Are you comfortable in saying that this team is the second-best team in the NL? I, I think Atlanta has some flaws as well. you know. Like, And that's what kind of makes this all very interesting to me, is that when you look at teams like the Braves, you know, their starting pitching isn't very good. They walk a lot of guys. Uh, you know, their ERA, they're 22nd in baseball. You know, How about this? I think the team that I, I'd be scared of most to face in the playoffs, besides the Dodgers... Right now, because I don't think it's like who's the best team, right? Second best team. I think it's you have to ask it. Who are you afraid of most in the playoffs? Because well, would th- anyone put the Cubs down as a second best team in the NL? I don't think so. I think the team that I'd be afraid of to play right now are the Padres. Yeah, I think it's- I think that if once if they're hot, their bats are hot. They're kind of like the White Sox. Like if their bats are hot, they're putting up seven runs in an inning to come back and win a game yesterday. Like they can flat out mash, and they've got talent all over the place. I think that if I was going into the playoffs, I'd obviously be scared of the, the Dodgers. But that second team that I'd be afraid of facing would be the Padres. Padres are 19-14. and 14. Their run differential is plus 21. It's a third-best run differential in the National League. Um, you mentioned the Cubs are, what, 13th in run differential yeah. in the National League? Mm-hmm. Uh, the thir- the f- fourth-best team 
when it comes to run differential is the Cardinals, but they're 11 and 11. They haven't played enough games. Um, so we'll see where that kind of goes with the Cardinals. But you're right. I think it is the Padres. You look at the Padres, not only are they second in home runs hit, uh, they are second in runs scored. Uh, their pitching staff, their 10th in ERA. Um, their bullpen, not as good. They're 26 in the ERA when you look at the pen. So that's where you're going to get a team like that is young and exciting, but can they close out games? 19 and 14, they're probably the most dangerous team someone would look at in the NL outside of the Dodgers. Yeah, because I think of their their offensive firepower. You know what I mean? Like I think that if they if you come in there, even if you're like if I'm if I'm fa- if I'm the Cubs and I'm throwing you Darvish out there, like I'm okay, right? But once you get to Lester. Once you get to Hendricks, who hasn't been pitching well, and hopefully he can redeem himself tonight, but in his last few starts hasn't been pitching well, you know, Chatwood, they're going to eat Chatwood alive. Quintana, we don't know what he's going to be like coming back. Alec Mills. Like, after Mills. after Darvish, I'd be scared to play any of these teams if I'm the Cubs. So, to me, the Padres are this. You go, it, goes, it goes Dodgers, Padres, Braves, and then maybe the Cubs. I think that's a fair way to look at it. Now, listen, over the next 10 games, if the Cubs can, like, write the last week where they went 2-4 and four mm-hmm. and kind of get back onto a positive momentum where they're above 500 in recent play, then I think you could you could start to inch back towards the logic that the Chicago Cubs are the second most powerful, dangerous team in the NL. Well, but if they continue to play sub-500 baseball, there's no way you could have that confidence heading into the playoffs, no matter how good your start was. It should be a big week for them because they've got four against Cincinnati, they've got a doubleheader tomorrow, and then obviously the one game on Sunday, and then they play, they're off on Monday, they play three games at Pittsburgh. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at Pittsburgh, and then you have five games against the Cardinals uh, from Friday to Monday. You have five games. So to me, if you can win those two series against Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, you're back on track, and then it's time to bury the Cardinals. Like, if you take four out of five from the Cardinals, I think that they can, and they're all at home, they're all at Wrigley, so I think that they can, you know, and then after that, it's the Reds again. So if they can get right this next week and then beat, win the series, win this huge, this huge five-game series against the Cardinals... And then you get Cincinnati again. So you've got a 10-day stretch here for the Cubs where they could start to get that record, that, that 6-9 and nine in the last 15 games, get that back over 500 and start the, season, start the second half of the season the way they started the first half. Because then after that, you've got the Brewers, you've got the Indians and the Twins. So that's going to be a tough stretch for them. But until then, you've got a lot of winnable games coming up. To be fair and balanced, if we're going to look at the American League and ask the same question, um, I would not suggest that the Chicago White Sox are the best team in the AL. I think that team is pretty obviously the Oakland Athletics. They're 22-10 and 10 with a run differential of plus 41. If I asked you who the second best team in the AL is, I think that's an interesting debate. It could either be from the Central, the Minnesota Twins at 20-12 and 12 with a run differential of plus 36, or the Tampa Bay Rays, their record 21 and 11, they've gone 8 and 2 in their last 10 games, run differential plus 28. I feel as if these are two teams, well, really three. Think about the nightmare for Major League Baseball if those are the three best teams 
in the mm-hmm. American League. The Oakland Athletics, the Minnesota Twins, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Three teams that most of the country gives no flips about. Yeah, you really need the White Sox. Like well, if you want look look at the teams in second place. Yeah. The Yankees, the Indians, the Astros. Well the White Sox are tied for second place yeah. right now. And the White Sox are right there. But yeah. like the Cleveland Indians have a, a more marketable following across the country than mm-hmm. say uh the Tampa Bay Rays. Or the Oakland Athletics. I mean, the Yankees like, are in second place. They're going to make the playoffs. Are you counting out the Yankees? Is still, I'm is not still counting out. I'm just saying the teams at the top of the board. And yeah. when you look at run differential, figuring out who the best team is, you know, the one thing that I would throw out there is at 19 and 12, the White Sox, the Athletics have the better record. Both teams have a run differential of plus 41. Did you know that? Did you know? I did know. All right. I said that earlier. I did know that. Okay. I'm just, I did. I'm just pointing that I out. Did, I did know that. It was a Bob Bacozzi did you nosy? I did know that. Shout out to the early days of Mike and Mike. Well, I think that, you know, the, yes, I think that to me right now, it's the Twins or it's the White Sox because with the White Sox, the pitching can be, I mean, we saw what Lucas Giolito has done in his last two starts, you know, the no hitter. And then before that, 13 strikeouts in the game before the no hitter. And then you've got Dallas Keuchel, who, yeah, he doesn't go past the sixth inning, but their bullpen is good enough to where he doesn't need to. And if he pitches well, then you've got Dylan Cease, who, aside from that, those first couple starts, he's been pitching really well. So I think they've got, and they've got the firepower to compete offensively. So I think that the White Sox, the Indians, the Indians can't hit. The Indians in run differential are plus 32 right now. So they're in that lower, I mean, the Yankees are plus 21 and yeah, the, the Indians Astros team average is 27th. They're yeah. 23rd in runs, 25th in home runs. They but they have a got good pitching, pitching staff. They're they've number one in ERA in all of baseball. But they're kind of like the Cubs from the past few years where the pitching's been there, but they just can't score to save their lives. So right now, it's going to be a team that has both, and a team that has both are the Twins and the White Sox. But especially the White Sox because they've got the, the run differential of plus 41. They've got... The firepower for sure. If you look at their last 10, they're 9-1 in their last 10. Coming up next, I want to ask you about this. There's a new column out today suggesting that seven-inning baseball games is the way of the future. We'll talk about it next. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. Week 9 to 6 on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. This is the Baseball Show. Catch up on your time. Click the Baseball Show tile for the podcast on the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Twitchers doing? What do they got tonight? What do we got in the Twitch chat? They uh, they dislike Watch us on my ESPN M&M 1000 take. Chicago. I was told that uh, by El- Lincoln, good old Lincoln Park Hallis, LP Hallis. Says, what up? I like Nickelback, but I don't like Eminem. Well, Nickelback has better lyrics. Let's put it that way. So you're arguing with people in the twi- no, Twitch? No, I'm not chat arguing about Nickelback. I'm not arguing. Eminem? Don't let the internet dictate your uh, your your the what you feel about music. Nickelback is a high quality band. They put on a great show for their their friends and their fans. Man, when we saw them last year, they were awesome. I think that was the last concert I went to. Really? 
That wow. might no, that's not true. Because I went to a whole winter of concerts. Because that was outside. We were at Vinia. All right. So the Twitchers, nothing in the Twitch, nothing good. You, no, you I have mean, listen, good they're there? giving their baseball uh, thoughts. What about our, our rankings in the AL and the NL? Who's the second best San team? Diego what are Padres, Carolina Bear fan says the Padres. Okay, all right, all you right. know, all right. They're uh, saying Nickelback lyrics are the generic of the generic. Well, yeah, they speak to the everyman. That's fine. Sometimes generic's okay. You know what? This is how you remember. Not everything has to be super, like, specific and different than everyone else. Now, Sometimes L- now, uh, LP, a generic L- song is nice. LP House, I Want to Be a Rock Star, leg- leg- legendary lyric. He's being yeah. sarcastic. Yeah, he's he's being literal. He, yes. wants, he, wa- he grew yes. up wanting to be a rock star. Yes. And guess what he is now? A rock star. Deal All with right. it. Okay. Watch us on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Uh, I, I don't know why I asked. I probably shouldn't have asked. I should have just logged in and saw it for myself. You could have. Uh, Gideon tweets at us his power rankings for the AL playoff contenders. Number one, the Athletics. Number two, the Twins. Number three, the Yankees. Number four, the Astros. Number five, the Indians. Number six, the White Sox. Yeah, we gave you a whole power rankings. Number seven, the Rays. And number eight, do I have to include the Blue Jays? The Blue Jays have been playing good baseball. The Jays sit at 15 and 14, a run differential of plus eight. They're third in the AL Seven and three, their last ten. Here's the thing. Why is is Gideon, and first of all, he was very um, annoyed that Will Chase got a shout-out on the show, even though he's not listening, and Gideon is listening. So here's your shout-out, Gideon. There's a few other people. I think Salim said that, too. Like, what, what's with everyone who's not listening getting shout-outs? Um, what are you doing, Gideon, with the Rays' seventh? What, the Rays are, are the, like, the second or third best team in baseball right now. What's what's with seventh? They're 21-11. and 11. They lead the AL East. Why do you think the Rays are the seventh best team in the American League? Is he trying to, to punk me? Wait, no, that's just he. That's just him. That's just who he thinks. That's his. his you ask people for their thoughts. Okay, all right. I'm you just, can't argue their thoughts. Those well, are their am, thoughts. I'm going to argue because the Rays are much better than seventh. Eh. You don't think the Rays are better no, than seventh? No, I think they are. Yes, I think they are. They're yeah. probably the second best team in the yeah. a, in the AL. Yes, yes, they are. All right, so that's good. Great. We have some fantastic feedback here on the show. Um, well, I mean, I ask you for the Twitch. There's no one in the t- Twitch no, talking to you. No, there are people there. They're, 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 they're arguing about just, Nickelback. They're just not. Gideon's upset uh, that we're not giving him a shout-out. I, I give him a shout-out, and then he doesn't want to include the Blue Jays, and he puts the race seventh. I mean, what's going on here? Okay, let's talk about they're this. Offend- now, now you've offended Twitch because you've called them no one, and I'm trying to give them their due, no, and you're they, like, well, uh, no one's there. in the Twitch. Well, well, I went to you, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's an, they're, they're talking about Nickelback. LP House doesn't want to be your friend anymore. Yes, he does. Well, that's not what he said in the chat. Well, that's not nice. No, I'm just saying. I meant it like Abdallah's not giving it a good sell. I'm putting this I'm right back you, on you. There, was, there wasn't a lot of, t- of chatter See? going on and in the chat. And that's what you just said. So if there's better chatter about baseball, we will give you what they say in the Twitch chat about baseball. <laughs> okay. The Mercury News out in the Bay Area, the our what? friend uh, Dieter Kurtenbach wrote this column today. The seven-inning game is the answer to baseball's problem. And he has a whole column about how, because yesterday the Giants and the Dodgers played a, a, a doubleheader, mm-hmm. seven-inning doubleheader. All the games yesterday were doubleheaders. Uh, the Brewers and the Reds, the, the Cardinals and the Pirates, all doubleheaders. And he wrote a column about how nice it was not only to watch two ball games, but how the games were so quick moving 
and important and, and, and the ability to kind of consume everything at once that clearly the answer to baseball long term is to at some point move in the direction of instead of nine inning games for a normal baseball game, we will be looking at seven inning games for a baseball season where we have seven innings for each and every game. Is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah, absolutely. I love saying, well, I don't think it'll ever happen. Like You can't go to all seven inning games because to me, then you're getting, the union would never go so for it. So what are you going to do, half seven inning games? You would play double headers. You would work double headers into the, into the schedule, uh. and those would be seven inning games. Here's why. The un- I love it. I think it's great. You know me. I love it. Less the less baseball, the better, because then each game means more. Ratings are up like I 60, will say seventy percent. It's working out well for baseball in yeah. this season. Ratings ratings among men eighteen to fifty four are up seventy percent. Ratings with women are up like eighty five percent. People are watching baseball. Yes, it's one of the only things on right now, and we were starved for sports for a while. But ultimately, ratings are up because, and part of it might be because games are done faster now. Dieter says in this column that the average nine-inning game is up 17 minutes from last year, three hours and seven minutes now, which is up even from last year, even with the three-batter uh, minimum for relievers. The problem is, Chris, that the union won't even go for it because then you're getting rid of jobs. You don't need as many relievers if you're only going seven innings. Your pitcher can go seven innings. Your starter can go seven innings. Even if he goes six and you bring in the closer. If, the, if, if you're still playing 162 games... I think that you I think that you would you could use less relievers. Yes. If you were all seven inning games, if it was all seven inning games, 162 seven inning games, yes, you could use less relievers. Hmm. Because your reliever wouldn't be there are days where you could go days without ever using a reliever. Well, th- that's unlikely. No, because but I'm saying you starting could. pitchers I get that. pitch less innings I get each and that. every year. But if you get a day, like let's say, you know, let's say Giolito Keuchel and Cease all pitch well for three days. That's three days without a reliever. Maybe a closer for one of them. Instead of going nine innings where you need to use a few more uh, relievers to bring in. Now, yes, you're going to have to use them, but I think that there can be a scenario where Major League Baseball does, let's say, like 20% of the games are seven-inning doubleheaders on Saturdays or Sundays. You do it on the weekends. Suarez, home run for the Reds. It's now 2-1 to one in the bottom of the second. Cubs and Reds in Cincinnati. You know, uh, okay, Sunday doubleheader. See, okay, I get your point because what? You would just make Mondays off days then? Like, are you, are you building in into the schedule more off days no. if you're adding? So you're nope. adding doubleheaders but not more off days? I'm adding doubleheaders. How do you add doubleheaders without giving something back to the players? I'm adding shortening the season so what you're playing I'm 80 giving games? Them, i'm giving them no no no. i'm short how many the games days. are you playing I'm, I'm still playing 162 games i'm shortening the length of the season because you would if you move some so of those so you're gonna play the same amount of baseball in less time how does that make no, any I get what sense you're, saying. you're shortening the calendar thank of you. the season yeah. you're not thank shortening you, the games. and i get yes. that no no no, no. But the, yeah so yeah. you're playing more games in less time. How is that going to go? Because well, I don't want to be playing baseball when it's 40 degrees outside but the in, in April. The never agree to us doing more work in a shorter amount of time. But you're playing less baseball. You're not right, playing. the innings would, it, yes. we're talking about seven-inning double I'm headers. talking about seven-inning doubleheaders here. You you need to expand your mind and open that third eye. My Tyler, mind is open, Syracuse man. has got it with me. I Syracuse know. has figured I, it out. I and Eagle probably told them about you're it. You're playing in a less dreams. baseball 
because you're only playing seven innings. So you're in playing four less innings, but you're getting, yeah, you can add in some more days off if you want to. But ultimately, I'm also delaying the start of the baseball season and ending it earlier. So you're not playing your most important games up against football. See, and but my my solution for all of this is not necessarily to just throw away 162. I think what they should do is, yes, shorten the regular season, but throw in a tournament into the middle. What, so, what, what, what is this, soccer? Well, I'm, I'm trying to create more revenue for baseball. I'm Let's go trying to, to make it more interesting and keep ratings up. Joe and Schaumburg, about a dumb tournament. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I think baseball needs to stay in nine innings. I mean, little kids play seven-inning games. Um, so I, I'm, I'm out on that. Also, baseball is a huge numbers, you know, in terms of records and whatnot. But I think the biggest issue still is it takes so long between pitches, even with the ball not even going around after strike three. Like, you can flick to any other channel and still not miss a pitch in between in between pitches. I think something needs to change with that. But overall, I've been actually pretty impressed with uh, the shortened season. I think the games have all been interesting. There's a lot of good storylines. But I think there still needs to be more tweaks to the game to, to keep viewers and to uh, even shorten the game. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the call, Joe. You know, the one thing that uh, Dieter mentioned in his column about the seven inning games is even though they put in the rule with the relievers that you have to face three batters, the time of games has expanded. So, I mean, but that also goes to the proof. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you said it. Great. I'm I'm giving you more information to it. You look at Tyler like you didn't just say that. Yeah, I get it. Are we, are well, we doing two different shows? We might be. But my point is, <laughs> if it's a good product, people, I have a point to it. I know, I know. I my know. point is that if there's a good product, people will stick around for it. Joe I, just let, let us know that, like, listen, you can flip around. You can find something else. Even if the baseball game itself is longer, people will still watch if there's meaning to it. Thus, cutting down from nine to seven innings isn't the solution. The solution is less baseball games. That's the solution. But that's never going to happen. So come games. up with an easier way where well, you that's keep why revenue I just and you keep that all that kind a of tournament. stuff. You said I well, was no a soccer guy. No one wants a, a real t- a tournament I mean, in the middle of this. this again, is, are we doing two different Nobody shows? wants a tournament in the middle of the season. What, what, are you, what are you, Adam Silver over here? No one wants a tournament in the middle of the season. Just play the season. Just make it seven-inning doubleheaders on Saturdays and Sundays. Why is that so hard? From Wrigley on the North to Guaranteed Rate on the South. This is the Baseball Show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. This hour is brought to you by our great partner at Twin Peaks. Their Oak Brook and Warrenville locations are now open. Go support them and enjoy some eats, drinks, and scenic views. Cubs, Sox, Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. White Sox, one nothing. bottom of the second. Robert, home run, solo shot for Boom. the White Sox. Boom. 1-0 over the Royals. I guarantee rate. Dinger. Uh, we got to go fast. We got a lot to do here. Sam and Hoffman do, Estates, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Sam? Nope, he dropped. All Sorry, right, Sam. Sam's gone. Sam's Sorry, gone. Sam. Great. Awesome. Dingers. Great. Great. Dingers. He Dingers. wanted to say, uh, 
You know what Sam wanted to say? He mm. wanted to say that the uh, innings should not be shortened, but the baseball season should be shortened. That's what his uh, subject title was on the call screener. Okay, that's fair. It's, it, look, I don't think either are going to happen. So, Fantastic. Let's go do our stat of the night. Jambi's on base percentage was 476. Stat of the night. Damon's on base, 324. And Almeida's was 291. On the baseball show. Add that up and you get... Want me to speak? What up point you get? 1092. On ESPN 1000. We're going to give you two numbers tonight. Uh, and also remember to download the podcast of... The Baseball Show on the ESPN Chicago app. And also remember to download Black and Abdallah on the ESPN Chicago app. The numbers, and thank you to Tyler Aki for producing tonight's show. The numbers are this, 42 and 28. 42, today is Jackie Robinson Day in Major League Baseball, usually celebrated early in the baseball season. They're celebrating it today, August 28th, because August 28th is the anniversary of when the Dodgers signed Jackie Robinson. So let's go to Sharon Robinson, who talked about her father for Major League Baseball and the MLB Network earlier today. Here's Sharon Robinson. Ordinarily, every year, we celebrate my dad on April 15th. The date in 1947, when he officially broke baseball's color barrier. The coming of Jackie Robinson, the first black player. But 2020, of course, hasn't been like any other year. And so here we are at the end of August commemorating Jackie Robinson Day. Yet as you go back through my father's story, He's a credit to baseball and to America. You should know that today hardly represents just another day on the calendar. Exactly 75 years ago, August 28, 1945, a monumental meeting took place in Brooklyn, New York. Branch Rickey, the general manager of the Dodgers, had invited my dad to his office without telling him the reason why. When Jackie arrived, Rickey explained he wanted to sign him to the Dodgers and make him the first black player in the 20th century to play in the major leagues. But first... He had to answer some questions. He talked about all the people who are going to be anti. He said, we're going to have some people on our side, but we really are not going to have very many allies. We're going to have to do this thing simply by the box score. And you've got to turn your cheek at every opportunity. You want to know whether I could do it. For three long hours, Ricky pelted him with those questions, assuming the role of racist opponents, fans, and more, testing Jackie's poise, his self-control, his willingness, as Ricky put it, not to fight back. My father's responses satisfied Ricky's concerns, and a few months later, he was signed to a contract. Thank you very much, Mr. Ricky. I'm certainly delighted with my contract. The rest is baseball history. Now fast forward to exactly 57 years ago. August 28, 1963. By then, my dad had been retired for years, but after baseball, he kept fighting for civil rights and equality. And on that day, he took our whole family to participate in the March on Washington, alongside a quarter million other Americans. 
It was an experience I will never forget. And when Martin Luther King so loudly and beautifully shared his dream that day with the world, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. It all felt like a continuation of the progress that Dad had been at the center of ever since he first played at Ebbets Field. Even then, my father was starting to battle health problems. He had less than 10 years to live. Still remarkable when you think of the kind of athlete he was, that his life would be cut so short. Nearly a half century after his passing, people have asked me what Jackie Robinson would have thought about what we've seen transpire in the year 2020. What would have saddened him? People still don't care. (laughs) What would have angered him? What would have moved him? I think the only thing I can say for sure is that my dad would have been focused on the change that needs to come, identifying ways for it to impact the most people and make the most difference. He would have embraced the Black Lives Matter struggle and believed in the fight. And on this very different, but fundamentally the same Jackie Robinson Day 2020, here would be my question for all of us. What do we want the world to look like 75 years from now? 57 years from now? Next year? What do you want the future to say about the moment we lived in? The chance we had to move the world forward? A game like baseball can play a part in that progress. Jackie Robinson proved it for all time. As we remember him, keep in mind how hard his journey was. How much he cared. How much he still means. The Odds Couple is next. Have a great weekend. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.